As I was growing up, I was not necessarily a very devout kid, but I remember a couple of conversations I had about faith, especially with my parents. I, re I remember this one time when I was complaining to my mother and arguing about a prayer we say, the priest says at Mass before um, communion, the priest says, look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. And I thought that was really unfair. If you sin, you get the punishment. That was my thought. Why get away with it? Plus, it sounded to my ears back then a little bit of a coward prayer. So you don't need to, you don't want to face your, your own sins and you ask for God to look to the faith of the church. I just wanted justice for sinners, I guess, instead of this sort of wishy-washy look to the other side and pretend nothing happened attitude. But little did I realize that I was the older son in the parable, though I was young at that time. And as time passed, now I pray that prayer, and I pray it like the younger son. I know about you, but I'd like to ask you one question is, what is it that these two brothers have in common? What do they share other than their own father? They don't share the age, they don't share their lifestyles, their attitudes, what do they share? Well, they operate, if I may suggest, under the same unhealthy mentality. Let's look at the younger one. He asked for his inheritance. Now, this is not about money. He's not asking only for money. He's saying something much worse. He's saying to his father, you are dead to me. Because for what I know, you inherit once your father pass away, not before. So he's simply saying, I have nothing to do with you. I don't want to know anything more about you. You're dead to me. I am no longer your son. So I shall never see you again. Goodbye. That's it. He doesn't want to be the son anymore. He liberates himself from this burden, so to speak. Jesus Christ, Gospel of John, something that sheds some light on this. And it's the following. He says, talking about sin, a slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son always does. So this younger son, he doesn't feel he's a son, and that's why he takes off. The older son, even though he stayed in the house the entire time, he behaved like a hired worker. The way he speaks makes this very clear. He says, all these years I have served you. Yeah, indeed, like a hired worker. And you never even gave me a young goat. Like he has no rights like any other hired worker. That's what he thinks of himself. He doesn't believe he's a son, though he is. So what do they have in common? That neither one of them believes he's a son. They have what I would call 
servile mentality. They think they are hard workmen. It's the same mindset in the end, though different reactions. It's the same rebellion at the root. It's the same rebellion. One unreserved and blatant, the other one silent and in the shade, but it's the same thing. It's the same mentality. The older one reacts with what I would call a DIY syndrome. Did your do-it-yourself syndrome. He believes he has to do everything by himself. If you don't do it for yourself, that means you're not good enough. You have to do it and not ask anyone for help. You must earn and deserve. You, might, you have to gain it for your own, for yourself. No one gives you anything for free in this life kind of thing. And is everything dependent solely upon his shoulders. I got to do it for myself. No one's going to give me anything. This is a tough life. And th let me say that this, there's a good amount of pride behind this as well. And that's why this older brother is so upset when his brother returns and it's treated as a son because he believes he's not a son anymore. That's why he says, and now that your son returns, notice how he's unable to call his brother brother. He, called, he tells, your son, much like angry parents, I don't know if that was your case, but growing up I got a bad grade and I went home and my mom said to my dad, look at your son, what he got at school, you know, D. But then when I got an A, my mom said, oh, my son, right? <laughs> so, but their son really, does, it's not preoccupied with um, who's going to provide, but because there's a father, and he's going to help out. He doesn't need to do everything. This DIY syndrome. The younger one, instead, is full of remorse. And that's why he doesn't experience himself as a son. Probably, and I could just picture this young man tending the swine, saying to himself, I should have known better. How come I did such a thing? I'll never be forgiven. That's it. I blew it. There's nothing I can do. There's no way out of this. Even if I return, things are not going to be the way they were. He blames himself and beats himself up. He loses hope and despairs. And again, his words, what are his words? He comes to his father and he says, I no longer deserve, I'm not worthy to be your son. Treat me as a hired worker. I am not worthy. But the father is not the one who has to believe in the worth of the son. It's opposite. So the, the father is not the one who has to rebuild his trust in his son. It's the other way around. Telling him that he has that dignity already. He doesn't get it right away. 
some of us may live under this mentality, the servant mentality. So the question this Lent, this time of the year is, how can we regain, recover back this status of sons and daughters, of children of God? Well, if you are the older, on the older brother side, then know that you're not in the father's house just to put up with him and his demands, to pay your dues to God. You are there, the, the solution is in the very parable. The older son he, he cannot rejoice, cannot celebrate. He cannot celebrate in everyday life, and he cannot celebrate in the big occasions. He just cannot enjoy anything. He doesn't enjoy being with the father. That's the solution if you're the older son. Learn how to enjoy being in God's presence. Have you ever go to adoration and take out your watch and just not look at it and rejoice and enjoy being there? Just like you rejoice when you go to a party. You are not looking to the, to the watch, right, all the time to see when is it going to be done, right? The same thing with God. Learn to enjoy the presence of God. If you're going to read the Bible, enjoy it. If you're going to pray, not just pay your dues. Enjoy prayer. If you're going to Mass, enjoy being at Mass. Don't rush after the last blessing. Right out of Enjoy it. Be joyful at being with the Lord. But if you're the younger son, if you're the younger son, then know that there is hope. Do not despair. Do not despair. There's a song, Matmar, I know him. He sings, I need a future, not my own. I need a future, not my own. And that's exactly what the Father is giving us. It gives his, his son. He According to his past, he deserved something. But the father treats him as a son, and that's what he is. So there's a future that is not the, the one that you have built up or created, but it's the, the one that the Lord has for you, and that's different. And St. Paul puts it in different words. He says, the one who is in Christ, the second reading, is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Do you believe that? The old things have passed away. You don't need to beat yourself up anymore. Now, what do we do if you are in this situation? Well, sometimes we are a little bit of the older, a little bit of the younger one, sort of a mix. And to regain our hope, we have to recommit to God. Maybe we are halfway through Lent at this point. And it's good to recommit to your uh, Lenten plan, to your resolutions. Maybe you just have to reassess it. Maybe just redo them all together. I don't know, but it's good to recommit, to say there's hope I can do better with God's grace. Of course we can. Not only focusing on what do I need to give up, what stuff do I need to get rid of in my life, which is good. But Lent is not only about losing weight and not drinking any caffeine. It's more about 
adding, adding good new habits, virtuous habits. So it's good also to say, well, how can I grow in this period of Lent? Whatever your case may be, if you're the older or the younger son, regain the status of children of God. Because that's nothing more, nothing less. That's exactly who we really are.